Welcome to Food Farms and Chefs radio show, where we highlight everyone from the top industry leaders to startups and farmers that make it all possible with Chef Jean Blom and photojournalist Amaris Pollock. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Food Farms and Chefs. And I would love to introduce you to one of, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see his puppy has joined him as well. But one of the restaurateurs that are located in Philly, Terrell Barkley, who is the owner of Barkley Barbecue in Philadelphia. (laughs) Terrell, thank you for joining me on Food Farms and Chefs. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Hello, everyone. And I mean, you're not going to hear them say hello back, but I will say hello back to you on on behalf of all of them. That's all good. (laughs) So um, what did you used to do prior to opening up your Barkley barbecue? I I was a tractor trailer driver for 15 years and uh, and I did a little small auto mechanics at a a garage part time for some years until I had a, a real nasty injury. And uh, 2006, and uh, broke my ankle. My bone almost came through. My foot spun around. And I literally got uh, six surgeries in less than five years, including an ankle, a full ankle replacement. Wow! So you're bion- you're a bionic man now. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. But uh- I'm thankful. I can still walk. I just can't run a play tennis no more i can't run from my wife i just surrender (laughs) well we're not gonna get into that but um (laughs) but you know so you went from being a truck driver to um you know how did you actually get into this business um i used to come home and you know always like grill for years and uh, i would start cooking just dinner for you know me and the family and, um, you know, I might see some little kids in the neighborhood or something like that. They would hung out, go to the store for me or stuff like that. To take them fishing. And they, they smell that food. They, you know, I always, you know, offer them some. And the next thing you know, uh, some of the parents would actually like, where are you getting that food from? They, they call me Uncle Tank, a lot of the kids and stuff in the neighborhood. And uh, next thing I know, I started meeting parents. And um, they started coming around. And next thing you know, I'm just feeding people on a regular basis. It was just just something to do, you know, felt good. You know what I mean? Neighbors that I, I never even knew people in the neighborhood, but it's funny. I knew the kids and the kids knew me, but you know, didn't know the parents and stuff. <laughs> so, um, after, you know, my, my, my injury that I had, um, uh, a buddy of mine had the restaurant for over 22 years. It was called, uh, 29th street grill brewery town at the time. And, um, he basically brought it because he didn't want his, uh, daughter's going through the public school system and he brought it so that he can uh, send them to private school and then they graduated and wound up one wound up going to medical school and graduated went to work for Johns Hopkins and at that point his wife said it's time for the two of them to have a life because for 22 years they just struggled and worked hard to take care of their children yeah to make sure that they got Moki you're hitting daddy's iPad I'm going through something here. I'm so sorry. No, you're fine. I uh, mean, but, uh, that's what makes it live. <laughs> yeah, right. She just wants some, some attention here. But uh, so, yeah, anyway, um, 
date. They made me an offer I couldn't refuse and um, accept it. And I wound up just having that little restaurant back in 2014. I think it was like the spring of 2014 when I purchased it. But I had to do some other work to it, get it up and running. And it started off slow. It was kind of hard for a while. And one day in 2015, it just opened up, exploded, and folks knew who I was. And people were coming from everywhere. I was shocked where people were coming from. Yeah. Uh, just to get my food. You know, uh, I never saw it like that. I just figured, hey, I just need to make some extra money so I can pay some bills. I can't work no longer because of my injury wouldn't allow me to drive tractor trailer anymore. And like I said, I would work on cars also. T- but um, after those injuries and always being on crutches and a total ankle replacement, taking almost 19 months to learn how to walk all over again, it was, it was pretty tough. <clears throat> and food being my passion, and I got the restaurant. You know, I would do little things before that for people, like cook for family reunions and, you know, things of that nature. I've even, you know, done a couple weddings, just a little small stuff for friends or uh, someone recommended me to come and, and do a, a big event when the kids would graduate from high school and uh, go to college. A lot of the parents would get together and uh, do a little celebration thing for them and like a trunk party also all combined in one. And they would always hire me to come and cook for it. And people would say, look, man, you, you really need to get you a place. And I never saw it. I never saw myself actually being where I'm at now, mm. but uh, I'm I'm so thankful because I've got a, a chance to meet so many great and wonderful people out here. You know, I'm, you know, I love traveling and just having folks come and just talk to me uh, about, you know, my flavors or telling me that this and what they cook with and, you know, just, just sharing the different cooking experiences. I really love it. So I'm going to, you know, assume that you're self-taught because it sounds like, you know, you, you basically <laughs> became the neighborhood, you know, cook. <laughs> yep. That's <laughs> be- pretty much what it was. <laughs> and then it was kind of like a kismet, you know, situation where, you know, one hand was like, Hey, you know, you're, you're cooking for your neighborhood and becoming more and more popular and, you know, basically making a name and a brand for yourself in doing so. And then, you know, on the other hand, you have somebody who has a location that they offered you up. So you kind of walked into almost like the perfect predicament. Yep. Yep. Every, it was, it was such a blessing the way that things were coming together, you know, and, um, I was all, I came from a, you know, very spiritual family and it was always never lose your faith in God. So that's where I keep it at. Even to this day, um, I don't take credit for nothing. I give it all to almighty, uh, first and foremost, you know, without him, I'm nothing. And, um, you know, so many doors kept opening up, you know, and I just kept praying even when things were hard, cause you know, restaurant business isn't as smooth as people may think. <laughs> so, you know, I just want to say big ups to, all of the chefs and line cooks and, you know, people that's in the restaurant industry, our hosts and hostesses and bartenders and barmaids. I mean, e- e- even our porters and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's not easy to satisfy large groups of people. Uh, American people are some of the, excuse me, but selfish and, and not so easily to satisfy groups of people in the world. Yeah. And, People want food, their food to be right. And uh, they want it to be right every single time. If you give them a masterpiece that one time and you made a mistake at doing that masterpiece, the next time they come, 
you can't figure out what you did, oh, they're gonna let you know. <laughs> yeah, they will. <laughs> that is very true. It is definitely the the uh, you know because there's so many different platforms too where people can comment on um the food that you create. But you are correct in that in the food industry and in the hospitality industry, if you are not consistent with what you create, people will shout it out. <laughs> they will. Uh, and, and I'll tell you, uh, I take all constructive criticism. I take it to heart. When someone tells me um, that, you know, I made a mistake with this or this didn't taste right or this was like this, well, I accept that. Yeah. I want people to talk to me and let me know the mistakes I'm making. If they don't tell me, then how can I correct them and make things better? You know? Yeah. So, but um, <clears throat> I, I think I'm, I'm really thankful. I don't get a lot of complaints, but, you know, I will get some here and there. And um, I'm just thankful I'm, I'm not constantly, you know, getting threatened. Hey, man, your food was nasty. <laughs> you know, this, people get crazy over food. They really do. They do. Um, now, I want to also mention the fact that you have a food truck, too. Yes. Um, that came about because I did, um, I did, it was a, uh, it was at a cigar club over in New Jersey. And it was with the, these mo this motorcycle club. Um, and they raised monies to give to, it was like a charity event. Mm-hmm. And they actually hired me um, to provide the food for the charity event. Folks love the food so much. Uh, they wanted me to come to different places and like, you know, are you mobile? I'm like, no, I'm not mobile. <laughs> and I remember someone saying, look, I'll, you know, I'll give you 2,500 bucks to come do my door to sweet 16 parties. Probably be less than 50 people. I'm like, what? 2,500 bucks? I think it was like two hours or something like that. That's my phone. I'm so oh, sorry. Oh, okay. I was like... but, no, that's my phone. I forgot to turn it off. I'm so sorry. No, but, you're um, fine. Yeah, it opened up my eyes to things. I'm like, wow. Then I started talking with other people. I started going to different food truck events and things like that and festivals and tasting a lot of, of the different cuisines that were out here. Yeah. And also looking at the prices that people were charging. And I said, wow. These folks are charging top dollar, but not really giving people too much. It's like little small portions, but they had 30, 40, 50 people in line. And I mean, they were just buying it. But I'm like, wow, most most of these folks don't even know that this, some of this food really isn't, doesn't taste too good either. But <laughs> you just look at them. They were they were eating. I said, okay, this is event. You know, they had all beer gardens and things going. So I said, yeah, well, maybe. Folks had enough beers in them where they got the munchies or whatever, and they just figured well, as long as they got something in their mouth, even if it was a cracker, it probably tastes like a steak. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, we built a food truck, and that just exploded. We didn't expect it to be that way. Um, I built a very large truck mm. with a double-door refrigerator, three deep fryers, Flat iron grill, three foot char grill, four burner stove. That is a big truck. And and after <laughs> after a while, I wound up taking a big grill that I have. It's about three and a half feet by five feet long. And I got a trailer and had it, you know, mounted onto the trailer. Okay. I started pulling that behind the food truck. So I'm literally smoking and cooking everything right in front of your face. Oh, nice. It got so big where 
I couldn't keep up with, with just that one grill any longer. So I had to go get a 12-foot trailer, put two big cookers on top of that, and still sometimes I can't keep up. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so then I came across another grill, which is built onto a trailer that's eight feet by five and a half feet. Stands about five and a half feet tall, five and a half feet wide, eight feet long. Uh, we call that one Big Papa. When that <laughs> comes out, we're coming out to handle some business. That's seven, eight hundred pounds of meat oh, at wow. one time. Yeah, it's that's it's a, a commitment. Ser- it's a serious. Yeah, it's serious. It's serious. It, it takes like two of us just to run that grill because it's got doors on both sides. And um, also along the way with that, I built an eighteen foot concession trailer that I'm going to be bringing back out this year. Didn't really run too much due to COVID the last couple of years, but we're ready to rock and roll now. Yeah, we're, I mean, because everything's opening up. We're having concerts. I know um, the the there's a concert coming up um, in Philly that everybody's gearing up for. And, you know, there's just so much happening because the once the weather gets warmer, you know, it's going to blow up. And, you know, the fact that you're, you're offering something that is, you know, unique and, and flavorful and just you're, you know, self-taught. But let's jump into actually some of the stuff that you do make. So talk about, you know, what it, what's your process, especially when you're, you know, building up to offer on-site <laughs> large quantities of food when you bring out Big Papa? What, you know... Well- <laughs> It starts like two or three days ahead of time. And I basically go to a distribution center with my pickup truck and they literally drop skids of meat on the back of my pickup truck that are probably two and 3,000 pounds, sometimes heavier. And um, we go back, we unload everything. And it might be two, three of us, maybe four. And we just start unpackaging, cleaning, and, uh, and going through every single piece of meat uh, that's coming off before we even season it. We're trimming, we're washing off, whatever we have to do. And then we just start piling up the refrigerators and the freezers uh, in, until like the morning of the event. Or sometimes we'll pre-cook. It depends on what I'm going to have on the menu. Like um, on a regular, I always got uh, barbecue ribs, uh, barbecue chicken. Uh, I do a beef brisket and a pulled pork. I'll do them from anywhere from 10 to 14 hours. And I don't do everything like everybody else does. I mean, not saying what they do. I don't like, it's just, I have my own preference of how I cook. And I don't like to sit there slicing off a, a, a beef brisket, you know, uh, to f- try to feed four or 500 people. Yeah. That's just too much. Uh, plus sometimes if you don't prepare it right, the meat's tough. So what I always done I put my brisket inside of a, a pan and let it slow cook until the point where you could just take a fork or spoon and just go into it or some tongs and just pull the meat right apart. So it's more like uh, pulled beef or, you know, pulled brisket. Yeah. It's not the traditional slice kind. And uh, uh, those are pretty much my, my basic four meats. I do other things also. Um, but... Um, my some of my main sides is my five to six cheese baked macaroni and cheese. We go through a ton of it, and when we run out, people literally cuss at us, especially <laughs> the old women. Oh my god, they 
they get so mad when we run out of mac and cheese. And uh, I do like big giant pots of like fresh collard greens with uh, smoked turkey in it. Um, I do a candy yam and apples. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got my Nana's recipe for potato salad. Uh, and we'll, we'll put that together sometime. That doesn't <clears> last long. Folks want you to make it every day, but it, it's a lot of, it's a big process trying to make 50, 75, 100 pounds of potato salad. Yeah, that's a lot of peeling. <laughs> it's a lot of peeling. And with the price of eggs right now, oh my goodness. Oh yeah, eggs are, are out the, like people people made jokes of like, I'm, I'm going to buy you something super expensive for Valentine's Day. And they were showing like cartons of eggs. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, yeah, it's very yeah, it's a wow. running gag in in the foodie world. But um, we are going to quickly run out of time actually because we're having oh. so much fun talking. Um, so oh, wow. I'm 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 gonna ask you what is one of your favorite um items? You know, outside outside of obviously like the meat because we all love meat. At least you know, Gene and I. But uh, <laughs> I know that there are vegetarians out there, but um, what are some of your, you know, go-to, like, do you offer platters? Yes, we offer platters. And we always give a person a protein and two sides. And one of my specialties, a recipe I came up with is my homemade coleslaw. We call it Southern Slaw. And I make that with fresh apples and dried cranberries. Oh, nice. And then my other little tricks that I put up in there. It's It's got a sweetness to it. It's not the old style salt and pepper with vinegar this one is totally different it has a different pop to it and um, another thing i've been working with is my my baked beans i don't do a traditional like a pork and bean Mm -hmm. i actually do a brisket baked bean so the brisket that i smoke down until it pulls apart i mix that up with my baked beans and i add my other little flavors to it and things of that nature and we sell a lot of it i would assume so you put brisket in anything (laughs) and it that's um, it. That's it. That's exactly. It. That's it. it makes it pop no matter what you do. Um, now, believe it or not, we actually ran out of time that quickly because we were having so much fun talking. So where can people um, find you online and do you cater? And what, you know, how do they get in contact with you? Yes. Good, good questions. Uh, yes, we do cater. We do a lot of it. Just scheduled a big wedding, come to think of it. And uh, they can find me on Barkley, Barkley's BBQ. Uh, LLC at gmail.com or they can go on Facebook or Instagram and put in Barclays BBQ. You can always send me messages that way. And we come to you. We come directly to you and uh, we aim to please. All right. Terrell, thank you so much for joining us on Food Farms and Chefs. Thanks for having me. Awesome, awesome for you to invite me to this. I so appreciate you, girl. And listen, I don't know if you're in the area or not, but I'm at Gloucester Premium Outlets a whole lot in New Jersey. Okay. Uh, don't know if you get there, but follow me. If you find me, come on, let me treat treat you to a meal. I would love that. I love barbecue. I love eating. You know, I'm I'm one of those people where like people will sit and watch me because they're I'm so expressive fi- uh, facially. So uh, I would love to to do that. Yeah, you gotta come so I can take some nice pictures with you while you're eating and, and post them up. I love people that loves to enjoy food. Of course. All right. Thank you so much for joining us on Food Farms and Chefs. Everybody, go check them, check him out. And if you need to cater or something, contact Terrell at Barclay, awesome. 
All right. Thank you so much. And we will thank be- you very much. You take care. Right. And we will be right back. Hi, and welcome back to Food Farms and Chefs. And I would love to introduce you to Nicole Jackson, who is the GM of Burger Fi in Cherry Hill. Nicole, thank you for joining us. Hi, thanks so much for having me. <laughs> no problem. Um, so I know that you're, you're, the owner, Matt, is you know a committed entrepreneur, and he opened up the Burger Fi after having also owned previous businesses. Um, which I did do a little research, so you don't need, <laughs> you don't need to like remember all of them. Um, but you know, BurgerFi is one of the franchises that are across the U.S. and they offer a lot of delicious meals. Um, but how did you get started in the restaurant business? Wow, um, it goes back quite a while. I started actually as a hostess. Um, and then I just kind of worked my way up the, you know, industry food chain. I went into um, waitressing for a little bit and then kind of transitioned into bartending. Um, and then my OCD and craziness got the best of me. And they were like, hey, you want to be the bar manager? <laughs> You're good at this inventory thing and making sure everything's good to go. So I then became a bar manager, went up to a restaurant manager, and then eventually GM. Um, and then I kind of segued actually completely out of the food industry because I um, have a daughter she's two um and you know this restaurant industry it just takes up a lot a lot of time um so I was like I just need a normal job where I can go work nine to five um which led me into the mortgage industry and we all know how that's going right now (laughs) (laughs) so um actually a friend of mine is was an investor for Matt um, into BurgerFi and he's like, Hey, we need managers if you're interested. And I was like, yes. Um, and I came on as an assistant manager and then within about, I would say a month I was promoted to GM and now here we are. <laughs> nice. So, um, when, have you been there like ever since it, it, it's inception? No. So we opened, well, I didn't open here with them, but they opened, uh, September 24th of 2022. I didn't start until November 2nd. So they were here for about like a month and a half-ish. Gotcha. So um, as far as the menu is concerned, uh, what what are some of the menu items that you offer and, you know, the the value that people can get when they come into BurgerFi? We have um, two of our biggest sellers and, in my opinion, one of our best sandwiches that we have, the burgers, is the CEO and the swag, which is spicy. The, C- the CEO is more sweet. It has um, a truffle aioli on it, but they're made with um, Wagyu beef, which ours isn't strictly pure Wagyu. It's a Wagyu and an Angus blend, but you can definitely taste the difference and the quality um, of that meat compared to, you know, any other burger chain, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, so those are like our two hot items. They're our biggest sellers. Um, they're just, they're just so good. You could, you could just taste the freshness and the quality in all of the ingredients. And, and I mean, Wagyu, Wagyu beef is so expensive and it's hard to come <laughs> by. You can like, for our listeners out there, if you don't know this in the industry, um, you can only purchase a certain amount of Wagyu beef because it is so hard to come by. And mm-hmm. I know America, like we are trying to come up and build uh, a Wagyu empire because mm-hmm. part of what Wagyu beef is, is just a like a very like 
no pun intended, but a very fat cow. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's infused with so much fat and fat is where you get all the flavor. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's a commitment that it takes a long time to build. And that's why it's it's so hard for us to get it imported because they've are like where we import it from, which I believe is uh, Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, that's correct. <clears throat> is you know, very like regimented on how much they actually allow out and they will monitor if you come in, they will make sure that if, you know, that you're not pulling a cat, like pulling, you know, the ability to utilize the um, makings of the, their, yes. their, yeah, <laughs> their cattle because they want to make sure that they have, you know, the market on this. So it, it makes sense that they're trying to prevent, you know, so, you know, the other countries from producing this because they they are making so much money off of that. But anyway, oh, yeah. that was a long winded version of <laughs> <laughs> of explaining like why it makes a difference, why it makes a difference on the burger that you're eating. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so, you know, the like moving forward, like obviously, you know, you want the highest quality ingredients. And I know that you bring in steroid free, hormone free mm-hmm. beef. Um, what else do you offer on your menu? Um, we actually have um, Wagyu beef um, hot dogs. Those are a big hit. Yes, I was I was very like, well, what is this when I first started? I never even heard of it. <laughs> and it's actually really good. Um, so we have a couple different kinds of style hot dogs you can get. Um, our custard, oh my gosh, talk about having a problem working in this restaurant when the custard is as good as it is. Trying to not have a milkshake every day is really hard. <laughs> um, and then we also have um, vegan options, veggie options. Our veggie fire burger is, I'm not a vegetarian, but I will choose that over a lot of other things now because it's just so good. Like you don't even realize that you're eating a veggie burger. Yeah. Um, the chicken's amazing. Um, we do offer like a green style buns, so lettuce cups, and we now are offering gluten-free buns, which we just started doing um, two weeks ago, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, cause glue, you know, I, and gluten-free is like definitely a big swing on the trend. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of people out there where they're vegetarians, they have dietary issues. So mm-hmm. it's great that you're offering that too. Now, when you say that you do that, do you also cook on a flat top that is separate so that you keep, cause I know there are vegans that are hardcore, like all about making sure that everything's separate. Yes. Um, we actually have separate utensils, a whole separate, um, part of the grill is actually blocked off and we use that specifically, um, for the, um, impossible, um, like the, the vegan burgers, the beyond burgers, um, and anybody who might have some type of allergy or some type of intolerance, we clean it separately with different, you know, its own utensils. We don't cross contaminate. We're very, very, um, detailed and pay a lot of close attention to that for, um, we, we get a lot of dietary restrictions. I don't know if it's just at our location um, or if it's company-wide, um, but we do get a lot of dietary restrictions. So we make sure to keep up with that. And we're really excited to offer that gluten-free bun now, finally. Yeah. Now, I want to move into the fact that you have beer batter fries. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, the, like they were very popular for a long period of time. And then I don't know if it's just the processes um, because I'm not, I, I'm not in... 
the line, obviously. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm a self-taught home home cook. Um, I'm not going to say chef because I'm self-taught. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I've created recipes in, in all different kinds of aspects. And, you know, I've, I've bounced ideas off, at, you know, sh- actual chefs that at restaurants and whatnot and they mm-hmm. some of them have committed to some of the ideas that I've had some of them not but it's fine um but <laughs> beer battered fries are like I'm tying it back around are are something that I've never you know had a hand in I don't know how to how to make them I'm sure it's probably something simple but you guys offer that and I have to say out of all the fries that people offer beer battered are my favorite oh same um it's actually, it's so simple. It's just three ingredients. And sadly, I believe we're the, one of the only locations, if not, there's just a few of them that we don't carry beer in our location. Sadly, <laughs> I'm like, oh, everybody comes in because, you know, we used to have advertisements and there's, you know, they're like, oh, a beer, a draft beer and a burger for, you know, X amount of dollars for the promotion. And I'm like, oh, we don't have beer. I'm sorry. And they're like, dang it. So <laughs> our, in our location, our beer batter actually doesn't have beer in it. But I will tell you, they taste exactly the same, believe it or not. Hmm. Um, we use um, unflavored seltzer water. In oh, nice. Of so beer. you get the yes. carbonation. And mm-hmm. and it's just our, our homemade seasoned flour that we make on site and cornstarch. Nice. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't tell anyone I'm telling you our recipes. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, you're not airing it anywhere. <laughs> but, um, you know, off of that, you also offer, uh, like, what is it? A cry and fry or something? To a that? cry and fry, yes. Three onion rings and fries. And I think that's a brilliant, you know, combo because I know, like, sometimes there are times you draw, you go to a fast food restaurant and you have to choose, like, do I want this or do I want that? Like you mm-hmm. actually make it easy. So if somebody is being like commitment phobe to uh, to whether or not they want fries or <laughs> onion rings, they don't have to necessarily purchase an entire like another side right. in order to, you know, get get scratch that craving. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I I, I, I I applaud you for being able to do that. <clears throat> well, thank you. <laughs> I will also mention the fact that you are one of the only fast casual restaurants that I know of that has a breakfast burger. Yes, our breakfast all day. So in store, we call it like behind the line, we call it the bad burger. <laughs> so it's funny because customers will look at us like, what is a bad burger? And it just means breakfast all day. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yes, it has a fried egg on it. It has a hash brown and everything we make um, from scratch in store. So the hash browns are made daily. We make them those daily. Um, obviously the fried eggs we have, um, we make, we crack the egg right on the, uh, the flat top grill. Um, so it's not like a, nothing that we have is pre-made. Everything is, um, from scratch and as fresh as we can possibly get it. Which is good. <clears throat> Sorry. I have to do, take a drink of water, but, um, <laughs> same, <laughs> I know now, but speaking of, um, drinking, you also offer milkshakes. Yes. Oh, they're so good. The banana churro milkshake. I was eyeing that up because I it looks really pretty. You have to try it. Even if you even if you don't like it, you just have to just, just sip it one time because there's nothing else I've ever had that tastes like that. It's so good. I mean, it's okay. So I have a lot of friends that don't like bananas. So it might not be mm-hmm. something for them per se, mm-hmm. but I love bananas. I always have. Um, so 
to me, the combination of having a banana with that cinnamon sugar, and I'm assuming it's also uh, a vanilla base of, uh, of ice cream, it's just kind of like that perfect dessert because it, you know, it just puts you in that happy place. I don't know anybody that doesn't love the combination of um, cinnamon and vanilla because mm-hmm. think about that. It's, it's basically like a sticky bun. Yes. Add banana to it and it's it adds that, you know, additional sweet sweetness because it's the natural sweetness, but also it's just huh, takes it to another level. It makes you salivate. Oh my god, it's so delicious. <laughs> now, can you customize like any like all like any of your items? Yep. Yep. I actually, when I get it, I'm like, can I have an extra banana in it? Because I love banana that much. Mm, it's so good. But I mean, we have a um uh um hello brain fart uh, mocha coffee shake mm-hmm. and we get a lot of people who put oreos in it oh god that's so good too so yes all of our um con- concrete and our um, milkshakes you can custom make with anything we have on the menu yeah so okay so the concretes because i i know some other companies that have something similar but do you want to explain to our listeners what exactly concretes are so they are, um, it's a cup of, it's layered custard and toppings. So for instance, our um, caramel fudge brownie one is just caramel layered with chocolate chips, um, caramel syrup, and brownie bites. And then it's layered again, almost like a lasagna. Yeah. Um, oh God, it's so good. <laughs> so we have a couple of different of those too. Now, one of the things that a lot of um, owners of franchises do is they actually, you know, help give back to the community and you know so I'm just wondering what are some of the things that you guys have committed over you know over the short period of time that you've been open to your community so we've had um about three fundraisers I believe so far um for the both Cherry Hill High Schools have come in the PTAs um have done fundraisers we just did um a soccer one we actually just um like donated to the Cherry Hill West theater group Mm -hmm. um their um playbill so we have like a little ad in there um and that helps you know their um their program and stuff but the kids come in all the time they're always asking to do fundraisers we have I think 10 of them lined up so far this year oh wow yeah yeah we love doing them that's that's very good that you're doing that now say (laughs) say that I um want to throw a party because obviously, you know, at Cherry Hill, you have uh, an abundance of families with, you know, loose income, we'll say. <laughs> it's a very good socioeconomic area. Um, yes. And so what do you offer um, party packages or anything like that for parents that are looking to, you know, have a birthday party for their young kid? So at this time right now we do not hint hint wink wink nudge nudge um there will be like catering and stuff coming in the very near future um but as of today at this moment we do not um but that is something that we have been getting feedback for there have been even just any kind of event um gatherings whatever have you um so corporate has been listening thankfully um because you know there's certain things we can and can't do being a franchise yeah um so yeah, that is coming soon. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> um, so outside of just that, uh, are do we have anything else that we can look forward to? Do, is he uh, is Matt planning to expand? 
Um, I know he would love to. We have talked, like, I think back to my interview, we had talked about him opening a couple more locations and where we could see me going through with that as well. Um, we had a little bit of a rough start opening, as most businesses do in the very beginning. You know, you run into some some hiccups. Um, but now things are moving super, super smoothly. Um, we have a great staff here. Um, so I, I do believe that Matt will be crossing our fingers, opening more locations. <laughs> well, when he does, he can feel free to reach out and we will bring him on to celebrate with him. Oh, awesome. I'll definitely tell him. <laughs> yes, because we love celebrating and we love food. I mean, come on. And who doesn't love a good burger? Right? <laughs> Burgers are the best. Um, so, you know, unfortunately, we do, we are coming down to, to the end of our hour or um, our time frame with you. So where can, you know, do you, actually, before I let you go, are there any specials that you're currently running? So right now we have um, the um, barbecue rodeo burger, um, and that is only here until April 17th, and it has um, haystack onions, which are like those frunions. Those yeah, the like thin fun. ones. Yeah. Yes, that are fried in goodness, um, <laughs> and they're put in our beer batter as well. So we have that with um, sweet Memphis barbecue sauce. Oh my gosh, it's so good on a, on a double burger. That's running right now. Um, starting March 7th, we have the mint Oreo shake coming. So it's nice. a mint chocolate chip. Um, that's absolutely delicious too. Um, and then we have, if you're a loyalty rewards member, we have a secret menu out right now. So there's specific things you can only get if you're a rewards member, which I'll tell you as a patty melt, it tastes just like a cheesesteak. It is so good. Oh, nice. Um, and a Neapolitan shake. Yes. Nice. So for our listeners out there, where can they find you online and where can they find you in person? Well, you can come right to the store. Um, we're at 1584 Kings Highway in Cherry Hill. Um, and then you can go actually right online to burgerfy.com to search for our location. We're the only one in Southern New Jersey. Um, so we'll be super easy to find on there. Um, and you can actually order online as well through there too, if you wanted to um, do an online order and pick up in store. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, Nicole. And everyone, go check out your local bur burger fire. Hopefully you also have beer on tap because that makes it even more fun. <laughs> but Cherry Hill is also amazing. So thank you so much for joining us on Food Farms and Chefs. Thanks so much for having me. Have a great day, guys. You too. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Food Farms and Chefs. And I have the honor to introduce to you Vanessa Jackson, who is the one of the co-owners currently of the Cheesecake Lady. So welcome to Food Farms and Chefs, Vanessa. Thank you for having us. We are just delighted that you selected us. Of course. I mean, who doesn't love <laughs> cheesecake? <laughs> Well, people either love it or hate it. I found that there's no in between. Yeah, I feel like there's people, you know, the people that are in the wrong that don't like the heavy cream. <laughs> I can understand it if they're allergic to dairy, but I'm sure that there's dairy options to like alternatives. But cheesecake is just so like it brings you so much joy. Right. It's actually um, the number one dessert in the United States, which I always thought it was apple pie based on the Chevrolet commercials. <laughs> um, but I found that the reason people don't like it is because they don't like the twang of the sour cream. Because mm. um, I like to ask people why they think they don't like it. But I found with a good vanilla, you can get rid of that twang. 
Gotcha. Now, I've made numerous cheesecakes in my in my time. I don't think I recall ever utilizing sour cream. I know I use cream cheese. Um, yes, the sour cream is definitely one of the ingredients. I know. It's I'm like, it's been a while since I've made one. So I'm like, oh, am I just misremembering? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure some people do like the no-bake ones, too. And maybe they don't have a sour cream. But a really good cheesecake has sour cream. Yeah. So... Before we actually get further into it, you um, actually started this business out without at at a young age. You're still young, but at a younger age, <laughs> <laughs> you you hadn't had a bite of cheesecake. I hadn't had a bite. I had never tasted. I want to say I didn't hear of it, but that sounds so bad to say. But I don't really think I knew what cheesecake was, but I definitely hadn't tasted it until I was 34. Yeah. And what I just I can't fathom the idea of like not having tasted cheesecake until 34. But I mean, how many how many people did it take to to get you to actually take that first bite? Well, uh, well, first of all, my mom didn't eat cheesecake. And typically you don't eat what your parents don't eat because they don't feed it to you. But um, so um, there were about 15 people at a Christmas luncheon, um, a work luncheon, and everybody ordered cheesecake for dessert except for me. And then my boss was like, oh, you always have to be so difficult. Why Why didn't you order? Why did you order a brownie? And I said, oh, because cheese and a cake, that sounds reprehensible. Like, <laughs> and so they were like, you never had cheesecake? And I'm like, no. And so everybody's like, oh, my God, you got to try it. And so when I tried it, oh, my God, I fell in love with it. And so next thing I know, every Sunday, I'm driving up to this restaurant to buy this cheesecake. Mm -hmm. And so having three kids who also wanted cheesecake, I was like, oh, wait, I got to learn how to make cheesecakes. So <laughs> that's how it started. So I know that you, in that process, you you were, um, I think, on a, a specialty diet while you were learning to do that. So yes. what was that like trying to tweak a cheesecake to commit? Because that's commitment. <laughs> That is commitment. So first of all, I was on a uh, low carb, uh, it was the Atkins diet back then. And, um, so I had like equal as the sugar. It really was bad. The taste was bad. Um, the texture was bad because the, um, the sugar substitute breaks down the cream cheese. Mm -hmm. And so I, I said, well, when I'm no longer on this diet, I'm going to try it with regular sugar. Yeah. And, and that's what I did. Um, and then I had an aunt, my favorite aunt, who loves sweets. And so I would make her this cheesecake every Sunday. And she didn't like it. <laughs> she was like, oh, it's all right, you know. And I just wanted more than making the good cheesecake. I wanted to please her, like, because, you know, I loved her and I just wanted her to like it. Yeah. And so that's how, you know, I came to make one every week for a few months before she caught me screaming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my name over and over again with how good this cheesecake was that and that that was your aunt re if i recall it was my yes yeah i, I her real name was her real name was marita but we called her re for short oh so uh yeah. what was what was her favorite cheesecake that you made after you got to that point um well she loved um butterfingers <laughs> and paydays so um, I would sometimes just put that on top of an original for her. I wasn't real fancy back then, you know, doing like all the toppings that we do now. Yeah. I basically did like an original, um, a caramel one. And um, um, and then later, you know, I'm, I graduated to the sweet potato one at Thanksgiving. 
And then I had a boss because I did all of these like on the side um, who said, can you make something with banana? And that's how I became started making the banana pudding one. Yeah. And so each flavor, you know, kind of evolves out of a story of somebody asking me something or my having dreams because I still dream about cheesecake, believe it or not. You, you know, what would be really cool is doing, cause I, I was looking at your flavors and I don't think that you had this on there, but it would be kind of fun. Um, if you did a like, cre uh, creme brulee kind of version of cheesecake. So made like a car caramel one and then put the sugar on top. And if you have a brulee, um, right. firing that up. And so people get the joy of like cracking it and eating it and tasting all that. That's true. I'm 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 sort of the type that um, who I only make what I like. Oh, <laughs> and so <laughs> I don't particularly like cream brulee, but our caramel walnut, besides the cracking of it, is taste wise similar to it. Yeah, and most people who love cream brulee, they fall in love with our caramel caramel with walnuts. That's yeah, and I saw that you have a, a decent. A decent selection as far as you know peanut because i i love peanut butter like yes really love peanut butter so i saw that you have you know some peanut butter options as well like i believe it was like a chocolate peanut butter one and as you had mentioned butterfingers so obviously <laughs> you yes, get that we don't together. actually sell that the butterfingers one but we do have the reese's peanut butter one as our peanut butter one and then sometimes we'll just do like um some outrageous fla flavors and put like peanut butter in the center. This week, I actually got out of my comfort zone. I do not like coconut at all. Oh, really? Everyone, everyone has been asking. So we rolled out two coconut cakes this week and they were a huge success. So we will be keeping them on the menu. I personally didn't taste it once it had the coconut, but prior to the coconut, I tasted it and it was so good. So for those people who like coconut, we now have two options on our menu. <laughs> That's good for them. <laughs> and and maybe good for you because then you're not eating it. Well, that's true, too. That's true. But I still <laughs> I, I still eat them. I still love them. I still have to talk myself down like you're not getting any today. Like, no, you know what I mean? Um so yeah. So so you're not like I just have to taste a little bit of this one to see. <laughs> well, I, this week I tasted a little bit of the vanilla cake one because I wanted to see what the vanilla cake with vanilla icing tasted like because mm. I knew that the coconut vanilla was going to evolve from that. Yeah. Um, and I must say that that has now become my number two favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also like, well, I have to taste it. Twist my arm. <laughs> yes, right. Well, sometimes I get other, like some of the other staff people to taste it. Like if I'm really like trying to watch that week, what I'm eating. Yeah. Um, yeah. But before long, I, I, you know, normally taste the batter at least Yeah. of all the, you know, the cheesecake that I'm making. I mean, I, I can't blame you there because I, I would have a very hard time resisting the urge to taste everything. It's, yeah, I do have, believe it or not, some flavors that I have never, ever tried. But I mean, that being said, I like I don't like eggnog. We make an eggnog one um, over the holiday. But, you know, when I, my daughter tasted it the first time she started slapping the wall. So <laughs> <laughs> I knew that it was good. Yeah. And then everything starts from our original uh, batter cheesecake. So, you know, you can't go wrong with that. And so just adding on to it, I, I think anything we would put in it would come out okay. Yeah. 
So, I mean, obviously we, we've touched base on, you know, some of the flavors that you, that you uh, brought about, but how, you know, how did, when did you actually start the business? Well, officially <laughs> I started the business in 2013 and we opened our first storefront in 2014. So I thought this was our 10 year anniversary being open, but um, we're going to celebrate our 10 year anniversary next year. Um, I got the LLC in 2008, mm. you know, just so that I could, you know, do some things with some other businesses, um, some companies, but I didn't have like a storefront or, you know, um, a full fledged full-time business until um, we opened our doors in 2014. Okay. So it's been a while that you guys have uh, been open and, and is that in both locations or um, was Elkins Park your first one? So Jenkintown was our first location okay. in 2014. And then we moved to Elkins Park in 2018. And we opened in uh, Virginia last year. So March will be our first year here in Virginia. Oh, nice. Yeah. Now, uh, like, I I mean, every time I mention the, the cheesecake lady, it seems like everybody knows you. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> so I like unfortunately I have the misfortune of not having tried your cheesecakes but I definitely have to remedy that because yes I, yeah I love cheesecakes so I don't know why I haven't actually been able to uh get myself over there yet well normally when we're on a show we bring cheesecakes so Perhaps we can find a way to bring you guys some. I mean, I will not say no to that. <laughs> and I'm sure all the studio people won't, you know, would love that one too. <laughs> um, that we work with. But um, so all right. So what is your top favorite flavor? So for me, it's the strawberry shortcake. Okay. Now, out of curiosity, because I know that you have um four-pack minis. Or uh, four-inch minis, six sorry. Pack. Yeah, yeah six-packs. They're really almost five inches, but um, it's so you really don't want to say four and three quarters, and we really should say five inches. But then when you say five inches, people really expect them to be bigger, so we say four inches, but they're really four and three-quarter inches. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, if you're saying four and they're four and three-quarters, that's probably going to make your people happier. <laughs> yes, I thought that too. Yeah, that was a smart move on your part. Thank you. <laughs> now, are those minis your your six pack baby cakes too? Or you know, no. So those are two inches, two by two, okay. the six pack. Um, so they're a lot smaller. They're like little poppers. You know, I I think you can get like three or four bites out of them. But I have seen some people open them up in my store and just throw the whole thing in their mouth. That would probably be me. <laughs> <laughs> no shame. I just hop. <laughs> But um, so do you do full cakes as well? I do not. We started out doing full cakes and, you know, it, they just take so long to make, I mean, over two hours for one cake. And by the time we did that, we discovered we could do like 128 of the four inch <laughs> ones. And so it just didn't make sense. The return on investment Yeah. to sit up there doing, you know, two hours for one cake and four cakes at a time. Yeah, that's, it is a lot. Um, and, and you'd probably have to have a much larger, uh, kitchen because you'd have to have more, you know, enough ovens and whatnot to, to cater to that. But, Absolutely. Yeah. 
So, but speaking of catering, um, you know, obviously you're a popular, a popular place. So do mm-hmm. you offer catering options too? We don't. Um, after COVID hit, we really scaled back a lot of the things we were doing. Um, we realized that, well, first of all, life was short and, and not promised. And secondly, that we had to think smarter um, how we could you know, still make a decent living and have a work-life balance for mm. ourselves and our staff. And so we decided to cut out all of the ordering. Um, and then just the demand, once we closed and reopened with the lines down the street, it helped us <laughs> do what we had already decided we were going to do anyway, you know, um, just not being able to meet all of the demand and um, forcing us to close, to sell out early. Yeah. So we weren't, in, we were no longer putting in like 10 hour days, you know, um, just having a four hour window to sell and sell out. We just, we could really come in, bake and um, prep and sell out and go home for yeah. once. <laughs> Which is nice. Now, yes. we are still in Black History Month and I want to obviously like n- note that you are a Black woman owned yes. <laughs> business. So what does it mean to you? Like, how much does it mean to you that not only did you open up this business, you also have committed or had your your girls also co-own? So what does that mean to you in this month and just in general? Right. So probably not much in this month because uh, I really I, I appreciate Black History Month, I think. But <laughs> I feel like Black History Month for me is every month. Yes. Um but just um, being a minority, um, so they tell me, and a woman minority, which uh, I don't know why that I struggle with language, but um, it just means the world to me that my daughters um, are involved in the business. And my son was too. Um, When we first started out, he used to draw my parchment paper circles and uh, wash my dishes every weekend for $20, which was a lot of dishes um, when I was doing this on the side. So I got to include my son too. But, um, and then, you know, he's an electrician, certified electrician. So if something breaks, I get to call him up. So in, uh, in some way he's still involved, but um, to have my, my oldest daughter um, basically running the Philadelphia store single-handedly, um, we do switch off sometimes thank you. She, you know, comes down to Virginia and uh, run the Virginia store and I'll come up to Philadelphia um, for a couple of weeks, you know, at a time or sometimes days to run the Virginia store. And then my, my middle daughter, she um, was a Lieutenant in the Navy and that's how I got to Virginia actually. Oh, nice. So she um, was stationed down here and she bought a home down here and she, decided she wanted a cheesecake lady down (laughs) here where she lived. And so I, I came down to help her open this second store, but it means the world to me, um, to have them, to want to be a part of it. You know, for years I was saying, you know, I would sell it. I'm going to be a multimillionaire and I'm going to sell this business. But my, my oldest daughter, she really loves the business. Um, so much so that she says, mama, you can't sell it. You can't sell it. And so You know, it means the world to be able to leave this legacy to her for her to decide what she wants to do with it and for her to let me retire one day. (laughs) Which (laughs) is sit on the beach in Virginia and just send me checks. That's my goal. (laughs) And 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 she's 
And some some of the cheesecakes too. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> so that way you're not baking them. You can just open them up and. <laughs> yes. Although I did tell her I would always be here for her to help her, you know, you know, give her a hand if needed. Yeah. So <clears throat> given that, you know, you, you obviously have grown, your brand has grown through your girls. Um, have, have you considered continuing that brand growth or are you, you know, okay, settled right now with just the two locations? Well, we do have something that's in the works, which I, I was hoping before I came on the show that it was, um, ready to announce, but, um, it will be ready to announce, to announce, um, shortly. So we are going to continue the brand and we are expanding on the brand. Um, we have something exciting in the works. Um, hopefully, um, we will be launching it, um, next month. Um, and, um, I was like, you're killing me. Cause I'm like, I'm like, now I want to dig and be like, are you going to do ordering online? Can P are you shipping like nationwide? No, we, we're not going to be shipping. We did do it. We did a couple, um, ship tests in the last couple of weeks. Um, and, it's, it's just not something I, I can't control the outcome, you know, of how it arrives. So we know that how we put it in the presentation is beautiful and presentation is everything for me after the taste and the quality of the ingredients. And so, you know, just how things arrive with the, the package is all banged up. And I mean, I love, uh, you know, my delivery guys and all of that, but I see how they go on those trucks <laughs> trying to find packages and they don't read those labels. They just, they kind of just around. toss it around. Yeah. And so to prepackage it, it would cost the consumer a fortune, um, on top of the price of the cheesecakes to ship it. I mean, and so it's just not worth it at this time. So no, that's, that's not it. <laughs> all right. Um, a lot of people ask us to franchise, um, and we're not quite there yet either. Um, but we do have um, some exciting news coming up and um, just ironing out some kinks right now. And um, I, I'm sure our uh, East Coast people at least are going to be excited about it. Um, but we do get a lot of people who travel to Philadelphia um, and Virginia for vacation and then they stop through. So um, everybody will be excited to hear this news. All right. We look forward to hearing it too. And let our listeners know where they can find you online and in person. So our website is phillycheesecakelady.com. And then our Instagram is at philla, P-H-I-L-A, cheesecake. Um, and then um, Norfolk area is 4214 East Little Creek Road. And then in the uh, Elkins Park, PA area is 910 Township Line Road in Elkins Park. All right. Thank you so much for joining us on Food Farms and Chefs, Vanessa. Oh, thank you for having us. All right. Uh, and we look forward to all of our listeners tuning in. Try them out. Try everyone out, especially the cheesecakes, because mm. <laughs> and we will look forward to seeing you online and in person. Thank you. All right.